Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right, we're in a new month. It's the month of November, which means, as everyone knows, is the month of the election. It's election month. The election is exactly a week from tonight, exactly a week from right now. We will be bringing you, well, I will be bringing you the returns um, from uh, the election. In fact, a week from tonight on election night, I will be at San Francisco Republican headquarters. Well, San Francisco Republican party, not their headquarters, the party for the uh, for the election. Uh, And if you go on SFGOP, let me see if I can go on here. I think it's sfgop.org. sfgop.org. Is that right? Let's see if that's right. If that's right, that's where you you go. Yes, there we go. sfgop.org. sfgop.org. You can actually sign up for the election watch party. And let's see, that's going to be at, uh, it's going to be a blue light on Union Street. So if you're in San Francisco or anywhere around the Bay Area and you want to come to celebrate with us on election night, the San Francisco Republican Party is holding an election watch party uh, from 7 to 10 p.m., which is great. That means it'll end an hour before the show, but who knows, it can go long. Well, it'll probably end about then because that's one in the morning Eastern time. Uh, and they'll stop counting the votes and they'll wait until three weeks later, obviously, to count the rest of the votes. But it'd be Blue Light, which is 1979 Union Street. Okay? 1979 Union Street. That'll be election night, 7 to 10 p.m. The SFGOP is having a bash. And we expect a fun night. We expect a fun night. So come, come meet some friends, you know? It's been a long two and a half, nearly three years, and we're going to celebrate. We're going to have fun. We're going to drink. Well, I don't know if they're going to be celebrating. It's a bar. There'll be drinks. Right, of course. So we'll drink. We'll have a good time. We'll enjoy. And we'll uh, we'll celebrate what is expected to be, what is expected to be. Now, of course, this is an election. So you never know what's going to happen, right? You never know till you know. You never know till you know till you know. So, But we expect a very big night. In fact, Real Clear Politics has now – seven days before the election, added another seat for the Republicans in the Senate. They think the Republicans will get 54 seats now. So you see, it keeps on going. And in fact, uh, 538, uh, 538.com, Nate Silver's site, has now increased the Republicans' chances of winning the Senate. So it's all going well. It's all going well seven days before the big election. But really, come out, if you're in the Bay Area, head on over to Blue Light, San Francisco. And we'll have a fun time with the SFGOP, and we'll, we'll party. Okay, um, what else did I want? Well, you know, what I really want to do, I have the article up right now. Everyone was telling me all day yesterday, aren't you going to talk about the Atlantic article, the Atlantic article? And I said, what? Which one? You mean the one where Emily Oster said we need to forgive everybody who was wrong about COVID? I mean, the title of the article by Emily Oster is Let's Declare a Pandemic Amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. Well, no one has to forgive me because I was totally right the whole time. I didn't say anything. Did I say anything wrong? 
did you say anything wrong? Did most of the people who listen to this podcast, did we say anything wrong for three years? I don't remember. I don't think I have to be forgiven. What do I have to be forgiven for? So her whole idea here, I could read the article to you. It's not very long. It's not even well written. It's kind of ridiculous. But the whole idea is that, oh, you know, uh, people did, we did the wrong thing. Some politicians and some doctors made some wrong decisions and they weren't right, you know. And yeah, but you know, it's a, it's a virus. We never had viruses before. You know, viruses didn't exist before April of 2020. So we didn't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right. So, you know, <laughs> it's so, it's so absurd. It's on the surface that this was such a, a momentous thing that has never happened before. We were all in the dark. We were all, let me, let me just read a little bit of this. In April of 2020, with nothing else to do, my family took an enormous number of hikes, says Emily. Enormous number of hikes. Because they closed the gyms, so you had to go outside to work out. We all wore cloth masks, and I had made, that she made herself. She made these great cloth masks herself that would protect against a virus homemade cloth masks that would protect everyone we had a family hand signal listen to this which so this is basically we had a family hand signal emily says which the person in the front would use if someone was approaching so let's let's visualize this so emily's nice family i'm sure they're a nice family i'm not making fun of poor emily oster and the oster the oster family but uh, so so they would go on these hikes because the gyms were closed and there was nothing else anyone could do. You couldn't work. You couldn't open a business. You couldn't go to the gym. So, the, so they would go on hikes. So, so one family member would go ahead. So go ahead, little Jimmy, whatever their names are. I'll make it up. I like little Jimmy. Little Jimmy, you go ahead. And so little Jimmy goes ahead. And if someone, another child got too close, look at this. My then four-year-old son on a bridge, so little Jimmy, four years old, four years old, and he was given the, the job of going ahead. He'd yell, he'd yell at her, social distancing, social distancing, like a little child would say, social distancing, social distancing, and they put his hand up, and everyone would know someone was coming, watch out. Okay, so that's what the Emily, Oster, that's what the Oster family did in April of 2020. These precautions were totally misguided. In April of 2020, no one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking. Outdoor transmission was vanishingly rare. Well, it never happened, so it could have been vanishing. If something's vanishing, that means it was once there. It wasn't vanishing because there was no outdoor transmission. Our cloth masks made out of old bandanas wouldn't have done anything anyway. But here it is. Here's the great line by Emily. But the thing is, we didn't know. No, Emily, you see, we did know because we weren't a fucking moron like you were. Sorry, Emily. Those of us who weren't a fucking moron and could do, first of all, had common sense in a brain could actually go online and look about masks and respiratory viruses and know that it wasn't going to work. Okay, Emily, we know that 100 years before your family went hiking, 102 years before your family went on those nice hikes, there was a, a huge flu. Okay, they called it the Spanish flu and people wore masks because it was like medieval. It was 1918. Okay, And so they wore masks because it was medieval and they thought because they were medieval back then, medicine was very much medieval 104 years ago. They thought this would prevent 
the virus from spreading. And 50, how many people died? 50 million? 50 million people died? Oh, I know, but the whole world would have died without the masks, right, Emily? Is that right? The whole world would have died if not for those masks. Only 50 million people died because the masks were so effective. So we know, Emily, we know that these masks do nothing, okay? We know these masks do nothing, Emily. We all knew that. And not just, I'm not saying that now. We were saying it then, Emily, and we were called conspiracy. You know, Emily, maybe Emily didn't see us saying that because Twitter would ban us. Of us saying in April of 2020 and May of 2020 that mass didn't work simply because we were like banned and censored and deleted. So therefore, she could not see us saying that when her family was going on that hikes doing that. Many of us were saying this was moronic, this was idiotic, not just people like me who's not a doctor, but actually doctors like. Peter McCullough and Marty McCarry and Jay Bhattacharya and Scott Atlas and so on and so forth. And the great Barrington Declaration docs, they were all saying this was pointless. They were all saying that, Emily. So we did know. No, Emily, you didn't know. You see, that's what these people don't get. They didn't know because they didn't want to know. Don't go anywhere. I saw you there last night, Alex. I'll get to you, I promise. After I finish my rant where I yell in your ear. No, but come on. They, we all knew. We all knew. But we weren't allowed to say anything. Now, not only were like people like me not allowed to say anything on Twitter, but doctors were not allowed to say anything. Doctors were not allowed to say anything because they would lose their license. They'd be ostracized. They would the Fauci clan, the Fauci mob cabal, the Fauci Cosa Nostra would go after them and destroy them, okay? That's what the Fauci Cosa Nostra did in 2020. Destroyed any doctors who were out there saying anything that wasn't the official narrative. You know the official narrative? Ask Paul Pelosi what the official narrative is. Let's just see Smollett what the official narrative is. Or Kyle Rittenhouse. Or Nick Sandman. The original narrative is always fucking wrong. We weren't allowed to say anything. We weren't allowed to say a thing. I will go on for a minute, then I'll get to your calls. I've been reflecting on this. This is Emily. I've been reflecting on this lack of knowledge. Just, this is just a horrible article. Thanks to a, is there an editor at the Atlantic? Is there an editor at this fucking thing? Thanks to a class, I'm co she's actually teaching this woman. She teaches at Brown University. Oh my God, she's teaching a class on COVID. Oh, jeez. We spent several lectures reliving the first year of the pandemic. Can you see these lectures with Emily Oster and her, her students talking about how frightened they were? You know, we were so in the dark. What were we in the, let's talk about what we were in the dark about. Oh, discussing the many important choices we had to make under conditions of tremendous uncertainty. No, once again, many of us were certain that masks would not stop the spread. We were certain that you could not get COVID by passing someone on a fucking street corner with the wind blowing. We were certain of that, Emily. You weren't. Some of these choices turned out to be better than others. Which ones were good, Emily? To take an example, close to my own work, there's an emerging, if not universal, consensus that schools in the U.S. were closed for too long. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. The, her the health risks of in-school spread were relatively low, whereas the cost to students' well-being and educational progress were high. The latest figures on learning are alarming. Yes, yes, Emily, they are. But in spring and summer of 2020, we only glimmers, oh, only glimmers of information 
reasonable people, people who cared about children and teachers, advocated on both sides of the debate. No, no, Emily, there was no debate, you see, because the, the Fauci Cosa Nostra would not allow any debate. There was no reasonable debate. There was, where was the reasonable debate? Let's go back to Twitter in April, May, June, July of 2020 and see what the reasonable debate is. If you went on and said schools should be open, that kids aren't going to get this, that kids are lowest risk, you were canceled, you were, you were elite, you were deleted, you were eliminated. Okay. That's what happened. Another example, when the vaccines came out, oh, here's, this, listen, listen to this one, listen to this great one. We lack definitive data on the relative efficacies of the Johnson & Johnson shot versus the MNRA options from Pfizer and Moderna. The MNRA vaccines have won out, but at the time, yeah, you know why they won out? Because the Johnson & Johnson shot caused blood clots, which killed people. Okay, they had to pull it because it was causing so many blood shots that were killing people that they had to pull it. Now, many of us said at that time, not now, that these were not tested well enough. They had to worry about heart issues, that you had to worry about blood clots. And who knows what the fuck's going to happen in the future with heart attacks and cancer. We all said that, Emily. But you know what? You didn't hear it, maybe, because we were canceled, eliminated and deleted for saying such things. Anyway, as she says, the MNR vaccines have won out. By the time, many people in public health were either neutral or expressed a J&J &J preference. Yes, the J&J &J preference, Emily, was simply it's one shot, not two, right? You get it over in one shot, not two. That was the whole J&J &J preference. This misstep, this misstep wasn't nefarious. Oh, it wasn't nefarious. No, no. Now that we're finding out that these companies like Pfizer and Moderna never really tested this for efficacy, they knew it probably wouldn't work. That misstep wasn't nefarious, Emily? That wasn't a nefarious misstep, Emily. It was just a mistake. Big Pharma, oh, they made a mistake. And they admitted it after they sold $85 billion in shots. They admitted it. And they're still selling them. They're still selling. So she wants us to forgive and forget, and they're still doing it. You see, that's the whole point of this Fakakta article, that she wants us to forgive and forget. That's the upshot of this. I can't even – I'll read more of this later. It's making me too angry, and I want to get to the calls. But this is the upshot of this. There's, first of all, we should never forgive and forget, even if they were on their knees now begging us to do it, which they're not. Where where are they? Where are all these people that were wrong begging our forgiveness to not get the guillotine? I don't see that. They're not at the king's. They're not at the king's throne asking for forgiveness. They keep on doing this. You have Kathy Hochul, who's seven, hopefully fucking seven days away from going away, saying she would do all this again. You have most Democrats saying they didn't do anything wrong, maybe some minor things, and they do it all over again. Right. Fauci saying there should have been more strict lockdowns. Biden saying, oh, it, it, the next the next one happens. We need to lock down for four months. They haven't learned anything. They're not admitting any failure. They continue to do it and they'll do it again to us. So what are we forgiving and forgetting when they haven't even asked for forgiveness? They haven't even admitted they were wrong. At least Emily, I'll give her a little bit of credit. If you go through this, if you examine it, she's kind of admitting there were some problems. But most of these people are not even doing that much. So what exactly are we giving and forgetting when people not even admitted they were wrong? And with any kind of crime and injustice, we prosecute the criminal. We prosecute them. We convict them. We put them in jail. We penalize them. And then we can forgive them if we wish. After they get their comeuppance, because people in the future, not just them, but future generations need to see there was punishment so they don't do the same things again. That's the way it works. Punish 
so it doesn't happen again. If you don't punish, people will say they got away with it and they'll do it again. Why not? If there's no punishment element. Emily doesn't want a punishment element. She wants us to just forget it. Oh, everyone was upset and, and fearful and hysterical. And what can you do? Let's move on. Bullshit. And I'll read more about this, but we have calls. Alex, what's up? Alex, what's up? Perfect. So I actually got banned from Twitter for, que for questioning, not even saying don't take the vaccine, questioning its efficacy. I got banned from Twitter. And, you know, I, I have some high level friends. So I spoke to them. They spoke to Jack Dorsey. And Jack said, you know, that it was out of his control. And that it was the government that was making him do all these things. Right. So in whether that's true or not, whatever, I don't know Jack personally. I just know friends of his. But I got banned from Twitter for, for questioning the efficacy. I then got the shots, felt like I was on freaking drugs, and I had, to, I had to get them so I could travel overseas. And, you know, it, it's been ridiculous. And Fauci, you know, from the top down, right, Fauci has been the one who's been suppressing our speech. He's been the one who's been directing all these other people to suppress our speech, which has taken away our First Amendment right. And if you take away a constitutional right of another, that is an incredible, heinous felony and he should be imprisoned for a very long time yeah i mean I was gonna, i'm glad you answered my own question i was going to ask you why the hell did you take the vaccine but of course you to travel felt yeah. you were forced to because you couldn't like do anything right some people had to do yeah it. they would yeah they wouldn't wouldn't let me get on a fucking plane to europe and some uh, people some people were even worse shots. they couldn't keep their jobs right some people had need to do it just to feed their family you know yeah so, yeah and that's right. terrible and look at the mmr back vaccine right measles mumps rubella look at that yeah. one that one actually caused uh, horrible side effects, not just initially, but sometimes years later. So we don't know what's going to happen to us. Nobody has any idea. And I know people that are high up at Pfizer, Moderna, who were refusing to actually get it. They were there and said they wouldn't get it. Yeah, I mean, also, I'll be called a conspiracy theorist for this, but at this point, I don't give a shit about that anymore, since I've been right all the time, is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not even 100% positive that Fauci and Biden and others got these things. I, I think they just wanted to sell them. Well, let, let, let me tell you this, actually. So I, I um, it's a bit of a weird thing, but I'm a steroid user. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so I, I use needles, I use vials, etc. I inject myself. And when I saw Biden getting the vaccine, these nurses or whomever they are were improperly drawing the medication from the vial and then improperly injecting him. Yes. They were not using proper protocols. Were these even nurses or were they actors? I don't, I mean, I mean I, I'm not even a nurse and I know how to do a proper injection. Who the hell are these people? Well, it goes without saying that there's, there's no way, you know, with that, that fake White House that they set up, that stage where they've given Biden, Biden all the shots. There's absolutely no way in hell they would give Biden these shots live because there is, there is absolutely a chance. That's why they make you wait 15 minutes and you go into some kind of shock, right? You think they would take that chance right. of the president all of a sudden breaking out in hives or going into shock on, on national television? What would that do to their vaccine sales? So, of course, they, <laughs> of course they never gave him these things live. They never exactly. gave him these things live. If he took it, it wasn't live. And I have a question. I, I don't even know if he took these things. My guess is because they weren't tested and they knew it was bullshit. Um, 
I'm sure the people like Fauci and, and Biden got the word, the real word, right, from, right. from, their, from their friends. And I'm sure many of their friends said, we're not taking this shit. You know, let, let the people take it if they want it. We're not taking this shit. We'll make some money off it, but we're not going to take it. And I'm sure they I, – I have, I have a lot of doubt they even took these things. I really do. Yeah, I, and so you look at the side effects or whatever, but let's think about the efficacy. Everyone I know who's gotten the vaccine has also gotten COVID afterward. So what the fuck was the point of this? I got three of these damn shots, and I got COVID twice afterward. I never, I never got COVID before I got the shot. I, I, I've, I've not had any shots, and I've, I haven't had COVID. I had, a, I had maybe, you know, in that two-year period, I had maybe a cold for a week. Could have been, but who gives a shit? It was a cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and know. I'm, th- I'm 30 years old. I'm healthy. Like, you get these shots, whatever, and, and then you get COVID, and you're like, being told, oh, your symptoms are far less than if you hadn't got the shots. It's like, dude, I would have gotten a cold either way. That's what well, the virus is. But here's the thing. This is, this is part of their nefariousness. That Emily says they're not nefarious, but they are. Because they say they something like that without being able to prove it. They can't prove it would be worse without them. There is no proof of that. They have not yeah, just, just show studies. me the fucking numbers. Show me there, the research. But there are they no won't research. do it. There are, no numbers. there are no studies. There are none because they don't exist. It's like I said. They would actually say that the reason why 50 million people died in 1918, not 100 million, is because they wore masks. Of course, not being able to prove any of that. All we know is that everyone wore masks and 50 million people fucking died. That's all, those are the facts that we know. Yeah, let, let, me, let me tell you the real fact. They fucking died because they didn't have modern health care. That's well, why they fucking died. But they also, didn't die because they didn't have vaccines or because they didn't have masks or whatever. They fucking died because they didn't have modern health care. That's it. Well, they didn't have they didn't have the healthcare we have now, and also, but you know what? There's a flip side to that, and the flip side is I don't have the actual numbers on this, but off the top of my head, I'm probably right if I say there aren't as there weren't as many obese people back then as there are now. I don't know. If that's a, <laughs> I, I'm exactly going right. to guess. I'm going to guess that's the truth. So just by that, that's the exact be, truth. Just by that, I, they would be less likely to get sick and die. So let, let, let's speak yeah. more about that. that. That's comorbidities, right? So right. obesity is the number one comorbidity in people dying from COVID. So is that that's our fault? That's the public's fault. We all need to get blamed. We all need to get told that we're we're terrorists and we're yeah. horrible. And you know, if we vote for Trump, we're evil and all this. They they, they twist these things to absolutely no end, and it's just but it's unbelievable to me. It's the stunning. saddest. The saddest part of the whole thing was we you know we'd see we'd see people like that were five hundred pounds wearing shirts saying they're vaccinated. You know, <laughs> it's like, I can't. Can you can you think of anything more ironic than that? It's an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah, of course, and and that's the whole thing. It's like I'm I'm fat, and we know that ninety nine percent of people are fat because they eat a lot, not because they have some kind of a thyroid issue. That's a, that's a percentage, but a very small Correct. percentage of people. So right. most people do it because they're gluttonous and they want to eat. But then again, I had to take a shot that was not proven, that was not tested for them because they don't want to lose a few fucking pounds. That's not the way this yeah. works. You want personal responsibility, lose weight, and then you'll have less of a chance of dying. Of something, of anything, and is and is that not what our country was founded on? Individual rights. I mean, come on, what what, what have we become? We fled England because they were trying to force religious things and certain things down our throats. We wanted to have our own beliefs, our own actions, whatever. We wanted to be autonomous. And what we're go, we're reverting back to England in the 1700s and the 1600s? Are you kidding me? This is a sick joke. Well, it is, and and once again. The most dangerous thing is to say, let's just forget it. Let's just move on. Let's just, because we, we were all so worried and we were all so nervous and we didn't know and we just reacted reflexively 
and didn't know yeah, what they were. They were right. We that's were. That's what we they were. That, exactly. That's <laughs> we what were. they did. That's what they did. But there were plenty of people saying, "Hold on, wait a minute. Let's take a look at this." And you weren't allowed. You know that. You know that, Alex. You said you had trouble on Twitter. You weren't allowed you to think. You were never allowed. Now, maybe if Elon Musk had owned it in 2020, probably would have been a different story. Yeah, that might have been right. Yeah. Right, but the people who owned it in 2020, they would ban you and censor it and get rid of you and give you seven-day bans and 30-day bans. And if you did it again, they'd ban you for good. Okay? So and and Elon, Musk, Elon Musk, he, he almost got canceled for speaking out against the vaccine and saying he doesn't want to give it to his kids and stuff like that. And, and, and this is the richest man on earth, with which asked which, – when you have that amount of wealth and those connections, you have information. You understand whether or not these vaccines work or not. The CEO of Pfizer has what a, a millionth of the money that uh, uh, you know Elon has. Like he can buy information. He's that wealthy. He's the wealthiest person ever to live, and he was skeptical of the vaccine. And when he spoke out about it, they tried to cancel him. But you know who wasn't canceled? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. See, that's the whole thing. Bill Gates. Emily goes on. I'll read this. Talk about misinformation. The misinformation was coming from the Covidians, from the branch Covidians. That's where the misinformation was coming. Okay. But they were allowed to keep that misinformation going. They were allowed. So that so then when you allow the misinformation to keep going and you eliminate and you eliminate our stuff, which is the real information, then the misinformation becomes information. You see what I'm saying? That then becomes the prevailing narrative. And Bill Gates was never censored for anything he said. And everything he said was wrong. He admits it now that a lot of those things he said were wrong. In these lockdowns, I mean, there's a great uh, quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like, don't make the cure worse than the disease. Donald these Trump lo- These that. lockdowns, these vaccines, yeah, Donald Trump even said that. He said that These April. lockdowns, yeah. the vaccines, all this stuff, it caused far more harm. Look at the people that died from suicide. Why does nobody mention this? Why does nobody oh. mention the fact that countless people died of suicide because they couldn't leave their fucking apartments. Well, suicide for many reasons. And a lot of a lot of young people, a lot of kids killed themselves. And yes. a lot of kids tried to. And psychologists are telling us those who didn't do it or tried to thought about it. Alex, the 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 uh, the effects of these things these people did will reverberate for years and years and years. In fact, we probably won't know the full. Maybe decades, decades, maybe, decades, yeah, decades, because at least, at this is a decades. deeply seated trauma right. in, in in the Gen Z generation and maybe even the millennials too. You know, uh, this is a deeply seated trauma that, that that was inflicted upon them. I don't believe in victim mentality or anything like that, but these people are victims. We are mm-hmm. victims. You know, I, I I don't believe in the mentality, but this is an actual victimhood. They even even those of us, like you us. and I. Even those of us that you and I and most people listen to this podcast, even though we fought back, we're still victims. I mean, we fought, we fought, and we yeah. continue to fight, but we're still victims. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, I, I had two friends arrested for not wearing masks, and then what? I fled. And then I fled California. I was like, "Fuck California!" So I moved back to wait. You had two, people, you had two friends arrested for not wearing arrested. masks. Yes, in, in Where? California. In, in California. In, yep, San Diego. Wow, of, of, of the three major cities, I figured that'd be the least possible place for that. To right, happen. you would think you would think it'd be San Fran, right? Of but, course, uh, L.A. Yeah, and yeah. then L.A. and then San Diego. But that's, yeah, that's they were shocking. they were arrested. They were arrested. Yeah. And they were let go right away because I bailed them out for like I don't even remember some small amount of money. But why are you arresting these people? It's unbelievable. I was on the beach and there was a big sign. I was in San Diego, a uh, little north of San Diego, and not quite Orange County, but in between. 
And there's a big sign on the beach. You know those signs that say like construction coming, whatever. One of these big signs, and it says, wear a mask, uh, protect others, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you're putting these signs on the beach? Are you kidding me? It's windy as hell. I'm trying to surf. Like, you're telling me I I need to wear a mask in the fucking water? This is absolute insanity. No rational person would think these things. And if you go back, say, even 20 years, and you say this to somebody like, oh, talk about this scenario, they'd be like, what? No, that's a dystopia. That would never happen. And then it did. It happened. And the fact of the matter is, is that they didn't, all these people making the decisions were not allowing, in other words, like Scott Atlas, right? They were not allowing them to have any real say at the table. They were not allowing them to have any real input. They just decided to go with a certain narrative. And and basically that narrative was the opposite of what Donald Trump says, right? And, and And let's talk about this. Emily doesn't talk about this. A big reason why all these people were hurt and killed and injured from these bad policies was simply to get Donald Trump out of office, to hurt his That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay? You can't get more nefarious than that. You can't get more nefarious. It was released by China on purpose. This is a fact. I deal, I, I I have to be very careful with my words, but I deal in the information business, right? It was released by China on purpose to get rid of Trump because he was getting close to a great trade deal with them. And things like that, and, and, and that's when they pulled the plug on the trade deal and this and that, whatever. This was released by China on purpose, mark my words. Oh, I, look, I first of all, th- okay, there's one more thing that you could not say. Remember the Wuhan lab leak? If you said it was from the Wuhan lab, they said you were racist, xenophobic, and you were canceled. And what's happened? Oh, they, they, they called me oh, everything. Oh, they, maybe they, it was. They called maybe me racist, transphobic, xenophobic, homophobic, <laughs> all the shit that has nothing to do with it, man. Nothing to do with it. What the fuck? Yeah. We know that. So just that one particular thing you bring up, which is the Wuhan lab leak, which now almost everyone... Is exactly where it came yeah. from. Right. And there's a consensus now it did happen. But back then, if you said that's what happened, you were, you know, you were eliminated. You were canceled. You were censored for saying it. You were called racist. And now they're saying, oh, no, no, there was... There might have been something to that. But we know the whole idea was orange man says this, we do that. That's why many of us believe, and I'll believe this till my dying day, that if Trump had come out and said, you must wear masks, Democrats would have said, oh, what a dumb fascist moron, right? Agreed. What a, mor- what a moron. I'm not we- they they, they would have called to- him an authoritarian. Yeah, Donald Trump tells me to wear a mask. I ain't wearing a mask. And of course, the, the vaccines basically started coming out after he was out of office, but if he had said under while, immense pressure, yeah, yeah. If he had said while he was in office, we need to we need to mandate things. The Democrats would have said, "What is he a dictator?" No, You're no, exactly my body, right. my choice, my body. You're my exactly choice. right. He he helped yeah. facil- with Operation Warp Speed. He helped facilitate the creation of the vaccines, and then he said, "Hey, if you want it, take it." We don't know what the fuck this shit does, but if you want it, take it. That's what he said. That was it. You know, he, he's in. He, he's all about individual liberties, which. Do these vaccines help? They might actually help. But Donald Trump never tried to force the narrative down our throat that we needed to get them. Although when he talks about the vaccines now at rallies, they boo him. He gets booed when he starts that, talking about how true. great. That, that is so, true. Yeah. So people don't like him. In fact, he should shut up. I think Donald Trump, if I want He to should do, stop talking about it. He should exactly. stop talking about it. Stop but talking but, about but I do think it is impressive. I'll, I'll, I'll give him this. I'll say it's impressive how quickly... He was able to facilitate the creation of the vaccine, but 
that doesn't mean it's a good vaccine, right? But it is impressive the, the way he got it done that quickly. Yeah, but I don't agree with that in a way because when I, I've said Operation War, you know what I like Operation Warp Speed? I like Operation Warp Speed when I'm hungry and I go to the diner. I want my burger Operation Warp Speed out to me. I don't believe <laughs> in Operation Warp Speed. That's, that's why I hate vaccine. eating out fast yeah. food only for me. I don't, yeah, I don't want to sit there and wait. When it comes to a vaccine, I like to take my time. But once again, this is all political, right? It was all it was all political. And that's the yep. problem. Things can't be political. Medicine, medicine can't politics. It was it was a shadow government, which, yeah. you know, and I don't say that lightly. It was a shadow government. And what is that exactly? I'll explain. The shadow government are all these elitists from all over the world, different countries, whatever, who just want to make money and have power. That's it. And these people are proven to exist. Um, you know, these people have been uh, discovered multiple times at the Bohemian Grove and all these different uh, get togethers they do with these weird rituals. Like these are just simple facts. And, you know, anyone can attempt to dispute it, but look it up online. And, and, and I think I think a lesson we learned, I hope, is that medicine just simply can't be political. Science has to be science, yes. not political science. It can't yes. be. never, ever, ever be linked to any party ever. Exactly. Exactly. Alex, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Of course, thank man. You. Of course. Thanks. Thank you for talking with me. Of course. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Let's see. Who's next? Iggy. Let me see if I can get you on there. Iggy, what's up? Hello, Iggy. Oh, Iggy. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, is that okay? Sorry about that. Um, yeah, in addition to everything that you're saying there, um, look, there's a bigger picture here, and I just want to flag it with you so that you don't get distracted by um, going after goons that don't matter anymore. So... You there, Iggy? Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Can you hear me okay? Uh, you got, you're, you're there. Yeah, you're there. Oh, sorry, mate. I thought my app was going a bit weird. Yeah, um, the app, the app is going crazy. It's not showing you there. So, okay, uh, cool. So I put a stuff. Oh, that see, there you go. Has been very hinky once again. I need to shout out David Sachs, who lives in San Francisco, who owns Colin. Would you stop? Would you stop updating this app every time you do it? It's, it's it screws it up. If you don't, David, if you don't get your act together, I'm going to make Elon Musk buy Colin. So, okay, Iggy, there you go. Daniel, I'll get to you after Iggy. Let me try to get Iggy back on the line here. I think I know what I'm doing wrong. Is that better? Yeah, I don't know. It seems Sorry to about be... that. I think that was actually my fault, to be honest. I was in, logged in on a Let computer. Let me see if I can do this one more time. Uh, Let's see. You know, maybe um, if I do it this way. Yeah, in addition to everything you guys are talking about, look, I think that there's something to be worth, yes. worth there you knowing. Go. What, what we're going to get, what we're going through now, right. is this theatre of trying to find a bagman, right? And that's if that's Fauci and he's going to retire out of the picture, or if that's the Atlantic article that says, "Hey, let's just forgive each other," right? That that is all distraction. The real thing to keep your eye on now is the United Nations International Health Regulations, the World Health Organization's, um, uh, well, actually, it's the WHO IHRs, I think, and then the United Nations Sustainability Development Goals. All of those things are changing to accommodate future pandemic management in the same way as COVID. And there's a guy who's now doing the rounds that you should be aware of if you're not 
He's called Jeffrey right. Sachs, and he's a he's a big, well-known economist. He's a he's an architect of the United Nations Sustainability Development Goals, and they are basically debt slavery for the world in a certain form. Now, what he's doing is he he happened to be on the head of the self-appointed the Lancet self-appointed COVID nineteen commission, right? And they've just produced their report. I've just chucked that into the links. Now he's he's going around doing the rounds on news saying three things. One, he's opposing the approach to Ukraine. Two, he's saying that uh, the US did Nord Stream. And three, he's saying, hey, oh, um, I think COVID is man-made and it came out of a lab. So all of those things make him sound like, hey, he's, he's, he's kind of a cool, cool leftish guy, isn't he? We should all like him because he's saying the things that we're all thinking. But actually the real payload with this guy is none of that. What it is, is that if you read the um, COVID-19 Commission report, it completely backs the UN, WHO, Bill Gates, Gavi, Seppi approach to pandemic management and the mRNA, DNA shots. And that's the real danger, right? Because what people are now, what people are now being distracted by is the media shift to calling Fauci an asshole and then basically looking for low-level targets inside your local yeah. state or federal um level to blame right but whilst you're busy looking at all of that what you will miss is all of the international uh, and and national legislation that ties everybody in to being a being a slave for the next pandemic so i put as much stuff as i can into the links there for you so you can have a look at it and maybe think it over and possibly bring it back up in another show if you think it's credible but that's the big thing for me now and jeffrey sachs is a massive giveaway in how this is going Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. so it, it, look, the fact of it, but once again, this is all you, you're giving me more reasons why we can't just forgive and forget this. You know, you can't just put over the carpet. Oh, we were all confused. Everyone was confused and angry and upset and fearful. Oh, well, if you know, if, 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 if uh, you know, like Trump said, but Trump came out, as, as Alex said, in April. I remember watching the television when Trump said in April of 2020, at the beginning of all this, we don't want to make the cure worse than the disease. And when he said that, which is a very sensible thing, and it ended up being true, we've made we've made the cure a million times worse than the disease. People said he was nuts. Oh, look how irresponsible he is. What a crazy man. Let's 25th Amendment him for saying such a crazy thing. Let's make the cure worse than the disease. Oh, we know what the cure is. The cure is masks. The cure is social distancing. The cure is lockdowns. The cure will be the, the vaccine. We know this. No, they were wrong on all those things. So all these people who are hurt, once again, as I said to Alex, we're not going to know for decades how many people are hurt, injured, and killed based on the COVID policy, not COVID, the COVID policy. We cannot allow those people and their lives to, to be meaningless. They need to be meaning to these people who were, who were tortured and who died because of these policies and all these people who committed suicide and people couldn't afford to go to work or they couldn't go to work. Then when they could go to work, they had to they were forced to take a vaccine or they weren't allowed to go to work and the way the economy was destroyed. And when the economy is destroyed, we know who suffers the most, the poor, the poorest among us, the, the blacks, the Latinos, the minorities. They are the ones who suffer the most, the people who Democrats say they care about so much. So with all yeah. this damage, um, and I agree completely no that you have to go after every we can forgive and forget. I mean, and it's exactly you know, what guys Fauci, like Jeff Zach, the whole gang, want us you know, to whatever do, Rand Paul so they can move on to the next phase, right? Yeah. You have to back those people to try to get 
them on gain of function and, and all of this other stuff, right? But at the same time, people cannot um, fail to pay attention to the supranational level of this because it's the supranational level that's actually exerted all the control. The reason why our governments used the shots in the way that they did was because they they are they were under the um, thumb of the major pharma lobby via Gates and that entire Gavi Seppi construct. He's he is integrated. He is fully integrated into the World Health Organization, and he is the primary funder of the World Health Organization. That's not a coincidence. You know, if you re if you dig around, I don't know if you're familiar with a woman called Astrid Stuckelberger, but she was um she was basically came out to that that those um uh, the in interview sessions no. by Rainer Fulmish fairly early on. And she pointed out that when she was working yeah. for the World Health Organization, a lot of weird untoward stuff was happening in relation to Gates. She claims that he has actually now got equivalent status to a to a nation state of the World Health Organization. And his name, he is a co-signatory on some of the World Health Organization's country level um, contracts when they basically contract legislation with countries. I mean, this is this is clinically insane for her to have him at that level. But this was happening before COVID. So I just wanted to flag all this stuff because, I mean, I'm sure plenty of people know this, but plenty don't. And if they don't and it's easy to sort of like just watch the Twitter feed and look at just the local level players. Right. But you have to go outside the country because it's because whatever comes next is going to be worse and it's going to be even harder. I mean, look at the number of there's something there's something like. 200 plus anticipated possible further uses for this vaccine technology. I mean, it's like, why? You know, this is just not, not, not. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, and I'm going to bring up the election, but I know you're going to tell me the whole idea about the election in next week is a little bit of comeuppance, right? It's it's just a, it's a little bit of comeuppance, and it's just the start of it. But I do believe that, and I know this is a temporary fix, and we're looking at the the long term. Well, yeah, because I mean, Rand Paul and Ron I think Johnson Republicans taking over the House and Senate, and, and then Republicans taking over the White House two years later will insulate us a little bit here, at least for a while. Yeah, right? and would you say that anything that will back that the the Johnson. Rand Paul and DeSantis, well, yeah, and DeSantis if he's if against, DeSantis becomes um, president, you know, he's COVID not going to allow any of this stuff to be a good here. thing in a, you know, so, any, any shape or form. And, and by the way, Real Clear Politics is now projecting that Republicans are going to win, uh, the, you know, governors' races too. So we're going to have maybe three or four or five more more uh, Republican governors than we had. So that's 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 a people don't realize that's probably a bigger yeah. gain than the Senate of the House is having, let's say, thirty-one states as Republican and nineteen as Democrat. It's really becoming where the majority of the states won't go along with this stuff. You know, won't go along with the, the lockdowns and the masking and the and the mandates and all that. That's very important. You know, so the Republicans winning this, the the state these the governors yeah, races what, yeah. are so one other thing that might be worth considering. And as I think well, a lot of them to are going to win. The Democrats will never admit campaign. This. For a lot of them are going to win simply because don't have this. of of COVID state policy. level or cause mortality data because we get it in Europe and we get it in the UK and it's quite clear that is going up right and it's going up for two reasons. It's going up as a lag behind poor the effect of um, 
lockdown policy, but that's limited now and that, that will fall off, right? But it's also going up because people have suffered harm from the vaccine and that's the big cover-up. So, uh, and that will all be visible in all-cause mortality as it continues to rise. It's something like, it's running at 17% above um, on average in either Europe or some of the European nations now on a five-year average. That's not normal at all. So that that's yeah. it exactly, and, and we're seeing. Look, I saw. I've, I've I look at my my newsfeed every day, and every day now, yeah. every day, I'm seeing more and more stories of young people dying. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm not I'm not making this up. I'm not fantasizing this. There are many more than I saw before the vaccine. Many more, many more. This thirty year old died. Yeah. This forty year old died. This athlete's died. This soccer player died. This forty year old musician's dead. This fifty five year old TV producer. I'm seeing it over and over in my feed. All these young people who are just dying out of nowhere, not with cancer, not with long-term illnesses, just dying out of nowhere. And you know what? And yeah. of course, this will all be hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully proven in the there's, excess mortality rates. And we're starting to see it, actually. We're starting one, to see that. One, that just reminded me of another, of another useful um, substack that's easy to and, sort and, of access. Yeah. Uh, so Mark CrispinMiller.substack.com. It's, it's going to be so bad. Right? He's the so professor who, um, he's not a professor of propaganda, but he's in, a comms professor and he looks at a lot of propaganda. And he's been on this, he's been on COVID's approach for ever since the beginning. But what he's doing now, he's been doing this for quite a long time. Um, he's been tracking sort of um, the, the reported cases out of newspapers all over the world of people who have died suddenly or died at young ages. And, 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 and he's just kept tracking it all on Substack. It's insane. There's like a thousand professional sports players in, in at least, you know, Europe, I think, or possibly possibly the US as well, who have all just died suddenly um, of heart attacks or, or you know, at, at, at ages as young as 20, right? And it's just, let's just not talk about this, eh? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sure, so for every story we see on... Yeah, for every story we see in a newsfeed, there are exponential more that are never covered, obviously, that are yeah, never written. I mean, that's about. insane. So I, I think I think it's and I think it's this is only gonna get worse before it ever gets better. And that's that's the unfortunate thing. You know. And once again, so does Emily Oster want us to forgive and forget this? That 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 that's why she's so wrong, because it's not over. She's talking like it's over, you see? Because she won't admit that these vaccines will poison and will end up yeah. killing more people in the future. She, she, she simply won't admit to that. She'll call that misinformation just the way she called you and I saying that masks didn't work yeah, look, if you, and lockdowns were bad misinformation two and a half years ago. So there is no forgiving and forgetting because yeah, they're if, not at they're if not you need, they're if wrong. You need one word to, to, to describe these people. It's they're, bio-fascists. They're that's what they are. Decisions Don't, are going know, to continue. That's all you need to call to them because not only is that people. a word that that's sums the them up, but it's also yeah. a word that ultimately is, an, is you know, it's nasty. Biofascism. There's a guy. There's a guy called um, Sean O'Grady, sure. who is the associate yeah. editor of a shitty British newspaper called The Independent, and he literally, probably about Juneish, he literally said yeah. how we deal with the unvaccinated should be no rights to the no access to the NHS, no education for your children, no jab, no job. All of this. He was full on absolute biofascism. Uh, his article's still up. It's in, it's in, it's clinically insane. Yeah. 
They were many biofascists, like people like Howard Stern was a biofascist. Keith Olbermann was a yeah. biofascist. We had a lot of we had a lot of biofascists opening their big fucking mouth here for a long time. A lot of them. Uh, there, there were so many people in the media who were biofascists. They all were. They yeah. were all echoing the same thing. Chuck yeah. Todd, all the people on CNN, MSNBC, they were all part of this biofascism, right? <laughs> they, they were all part of it. They were all part of promoting it. You know, and, and talking about how selfish the, we were all so selfish, Iggy, for not for not participating in what is best for common society and man and the greater good. How selfish we were. Well, you know what? These people who were so desperate to to uh, to so quote unquote survive probably yeah. ended up killing yeah. themselves in a lot of ways. Where the, where the rest of us who weren't so afraid of things that we had to do these things that didn't work, we may be the ones who end up surviving <laughs> in the end. <laughs> you know, look, I don't, I don't, I don't hope that. I really hope these. I really hope this thing fades away. I, I know that's probably not realistic, but I hope these vaccines go out of people's bodies and there aren't many deaths in the future. I don't wish deaths on people who took the vaccine because, like Alex said, many did it because they thought they had to. Right? They had to. To, to live life. So that is also the criminal element, you see, that Emily won't talk about. The fact that people were forced to do this, to take a medical procedure that could harm or kill them, that could, could, not that it will, could Absolutely. harm or kill them. Absolutely. But they were forced to do this, not do it voluntarily, but forced approaches. to do it is criminal. And those people need to go to jail. As always, I appreciate it. Of course, you too. Okay, let's see if I can. Okay. If you want to call in and talk, give your opinion, or, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I do also want to. Daniel, do you want to talk? You are in the queue for a while. If the app is working, if you want to talk, just anyone, Daniel, whoever. There you are. All right, let's see. Let's see. Now, I know Daniel will put you on. The only question is. Can we can we take you off when you're finished speaking? That's that's the question. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you know when you when you took Iggy's call, um, a unmute button came up on the app for me. That's very bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. You might have to just might have to mute yourself. Do you, could, are you able to mute yourself, Daniel? Um, there is a mute button there. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But what's so? Do you, you I know you read this Atlantic article. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, have, have have much to say about that, and not near enough time on on yours or any oh, other show. Where are we going? We have plenty of time. Well, here's here's a few of the things that I want to bring up. Um, first of all, um, uh, Oster is um, asking for amnesty, and I say um, first we need to have the trials, the verdicts, <laughs> the sentencing, right. before we even mention such a word as amnesty. And um, something I had mentioned to you and domestic terrorist, terrorist about six months ago was that there was going to be a um, intense um, uh, um, campaign to take the fight out of us in the coming months. Mm -hmm. And we're, this is the beginning of it. And our corrupt media is going to push hard on this. So be prepared. Yeah. They're going to be doing they're going to be doing similar um, uh, articles uh, like Osters are going to be coming up from all angles and from the media. 
um, you mentioned that we need to have an accountability um, for what for the nefarious behavior that has occurred over the last 2.75 years. We definitely do. But when you said, or it will happen again, but here's my point. It has happened before. It has happened again. We had two upper respiratory pandemics in the last 50 years. Um, yeah, approximately the last 50 years, and plus the AIDS epidemic. And each good time... Point, good point, good point, yeah. Yep. And each time, these people that would exploit pandemics for profit, for political gain, etc., have learned something from this. And Iggy is absolutely correct when he says, watch out for what is coming. And I am just starting to read Aaron, uh, Dr. Aaron Cariardi's book um, um, called The New Abnormal, The Rise of the um, Biomedical, whatever it is, um, state. I um, can't remember the subtitle. Um, but yeah, that is very important to keep an eye on this. Um, I think it's very important to review history as well. And I've mentioned this a number of times. As people were, were, were going on and on about and, and out in the weeds and talking about, you know, various aspects of the quote unquote science of the last 2.75 years, I had stressed over and over again, despite the fact that I am a scientist, I'm an MD, PhD, despite the fact that I love to focus on science, I, I continually said, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Read this article. And this article was an article written in 2010 about the 2009 swine flu pandemic, so-called pandemic, that mostly affected people and governments in Europe. And it was an absolute travesty. And I recommend for, there's numerous articles written on this. One of the best was was written in uh, the publication Der Spiegel, uh, a German publication, and it was called um, A Reconstruction of Mass Hysteria. Mm -hmm. Every, everyone should read it because... Yeah. You said you we read that to me a long time ago. I read it. It's good. Yeah. If you would have read this early on in, in the uh, COVID uh, uh, pan hysteria, you would have said, oh, my God, they're just repeating this. They're adding masks to, to increase the intensity of the hysteria. Um, they're pushing for us. They're going to push for us to get vaccinations that we don't need. And that is what happened in 2009. And it was just like a blueprint for what was coming. And as it played out, it was playing out from this blueprint, plus added little twists that they learned along the way. Like I said, they've done this at least twice with epidemics in the past, plus upper respiratory epidemics, plus HIV, and, and every time they learn something new. They're learning something new from this one too. And if we do not stop them, what happens next? Next, My God, you can kiss, your, you can kiss freedom goodbye. If you, if you are a freedom-loving American, just kiss it goodbye. If they are allowed to take whatever is going to be their next step, after learning what they learned here. Yes, we have to stop them. Yes, we have to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. There can mm -hmm. be no amnesty because yes. no American no American can get should be able to get away with right. telling us that they were a good German. I just thought of something. I just thought of something. You talk you brought about AIDS, right? So Fauci was one of the uh, uh, Exactly. Right. He pushed AZT which killed people. AZT killed hundreds of thousands of gay men. He pushed it. He was never even when I talk about punished, I don't mean prosecuted. I don't mean put in jail. He didn't even lose his fucking job. 
He got raises. He got promotions. And look what happens. Look who rears his ugly head to hurt and kill us again. Many exactly. years Exactly. Right. Yeah, so there you go. That. There's a case in point of why we must not forgive and forget, why we must make these people pay for what they did. Exactly. Fauci learned a lot during that period about how to exploit his position. And he, and we didn't get rid of him from 1980s till now. We didn't get rid of this son of a bitch. And he took this knowledge into the future with him, took it through 2009 and took it all the way into 2019 and did this to us, along with the, the pharmaceutical industry and the, the, the ghost and the machines that had been set up through, through indemnity, indemnity to, to the pharmaceutical industry for causing harm through vaccines. I mean, this structure that has been built up to do us this grotesque harm that has occurred to us over the last 2.75 years is something that has been slow in the making over the last 50 years. And it is going to get worse, as Iggy said. Oh, it's going to get much worse. And I, if we I do not, if yeah. we do not rise up and do something about this, and I mean now, no amnesty, no amnesty to to anyone. Yeah, this is a very dangerous article, and as you read more about it, and this is a line that's popping up. It's right in front of me now as we talk. This is what Emily Oster. Once again, I'm reading from Emily Oster's article from yesterday in the Atlantic about how we need to forgive and forget everyone who was so wrong about COVID. She says we have to put. These fights aside and declare a pandemic amnesty. We can leave out the woeful purveyors of actual misinformation while forgiving the hard calls that people had no choice but to make with imperfect knowledge. I mean, who is she kidding? Is she, she writes this stuff. You know, once again, I can excuse it as saying she was on social media a lot and we were all banned from saying these things. So a lot of it didn't get through. But please, come on. She knows there were people who were giving. They, she knows who. She knows there were people out there, real medical professionals, and I named them. And there are many more of them out there who were saying we shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. It's really stupid to close the beaches. It's stupid to do social distancing. It's dangerous to close schools. They were saying it, and their real information was not allowed through. epidemiology and i wrote and i and i kept on saying you know cut through, cut through all the noise there's four basic points here that everyone needs to understand one masks don't work two vaccines are for epidemic or for endemic disease not pandemic or epidemic disease three that lockdowns only prolong and deepen suffering and number four that this was primarily a complication of the obesity pandemic. Yeah. I called every single day for two months, and then my father died because of this fucking lockdown. I know. I know. And I, know. I went through the and I went fucking through through the roof. It changed, changed my life, changed my personality, changed everything about me. I I, I went from a, a skinny distance runner to to to, to being able to do two hundred two hundred pull ups. With within forty five minutes, and you were also a, you're also a lifelong Democrat before that as well. I was a lifelong Democrat before that. It changed everything about me.
because I looked around and I saw such grotesque dishonesty. I remember out being out for a walk with a former friend. Um, and this was just as the lockdowns were, 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 were starting to happen. And or just after they had happened, about a week or so after they happened. And I said, what, what is going on here? This is just insanity. And, and I said, truth matters and you're abandoning truth. And if you abandon truth, especially when it comes to science, real problems that we have to work with stuff with stuff like global warming um and any other problems that that, that is going to come up real problems that that need to be dealt with no one is going to trust science anymore and you know what he said to me and this 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 was a, a an educated man he was a um, retired judge for drug court in alameda county and he turns to me and says um well it doesn't matter we can use it to get trump out yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was talking about with Alex. It was all political. That was a big part of it to get Trump out. They didn't care who they hurt or killed in the short term or long term. They just wanted to get Trump out. And, they and, knew- and here I am with, with my kids at home. They're not in school. And this son of a bitch is telling me that what's important to him is getting Trump out. Someone who is duly elected. Yeah. He is willing to sacrifice truth itself. You see, he said the quiet. He said the quiet part out loud, didn't he? Yeah. He said, Harming my children. My father was within a few months was going to die because of this lockdown. He, 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 he I, my lab was shut down for six months. Put, no. per, almost, almost jeopardy. I mean, I, I, I retired at that point and was going to give up my career entirely for, for the rest of it. I mean, 65 anyway. Um, and it, but it, it was just devastating. I, I, I'm nowhere near being over this. For someone to come up and, and talk about amnesty, I mean, and and, and I and I'm and I'm a pretty well off person. I can't imagine what people went through that were living hand to mouth day to day through this when they started losing their jobs and losing their businesses. My God, it must have been a hor- absolutely horrid. It was horrid for me. I can't imagine how much pain others went through this. And for this. Excuse the language. This bitch, Emily Oster, to come and just say, "Oh, can't we all be friends now?" After all the freaking damage they did to hundreds and millions of lives in this country, not to mention the billions on this planet. World Bank estimated that half of a million. And this was a year ago, and I'm sure this number is well up over a million. That half of a million children died because of the repercussions of our policies right. toward COVID. Half a well, million children, children, I know. I know. life years lost I, because of that look, dwarfs the look, life once, years lost. Once the Republicans win, I don't, I don't like to count the chickens before they hatch, but once they win next week, what I want to start doing on this show in the interim. How to hold them accountable. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Very good. In that lame duck period between November 8th and January 3rd, we need to come up with ideas. I'm sure Rand Paul has a lot of his own and people in the House will have a lot of ideas. <clears throat> but we need to come up with really a real, you know, I talk about, you know, prosecution and this we need to come up with a real plan of what republicans in the house and senate need to do starting in january of next year what is the we need a process obviously it's a democracy here i would love to just throw fauci in jail and throw away the key but that's not the way it works and it's not going to happen that way we need to come up with a process for what the republicans need to do that's what we need to do we need to start talking about that but i do want to mention this i'll get to domestic in a second i do want to mention this Republicans are going to win big. Democrats are going to lose. And the Democrats, let's put the postmortem, not just Democrats, but even a lot of the postmortem will be the economy, 
inflation, gas prices, so on and so forth. But the beating the Democrats are going to take is going to be unlike any beating a party's ever taken. And there have been many cycles, even in just my 50 years, of where the economy was in bad shape. And because, you know, Clinton said it's the economy stupid, and he's right. When the economy's in bad shape, usually the party in power loses. But not the way they're going to lose next week. Because there's this other element that a lot of people are not talking about, and it's what we've been talking about. It's the COVID policies that hurt and killed people. It's the authoritarian COVID mandates. That is the other element that this election cycle has that no other election cycle in our lifetimes have, has had. And that's why it's going to be a double and triple beating. And that pain, that pain is, is deep in so many people in this country. I have days that are, that are just awful sometimes, just awful, where I beat myself up thinking I should have been able to do more to keep my father alive. And, and and when I talked to Scott Atlas about this, he just said, there's nothing you could do. And I, I was really, I mean, there's tears, you know, about to start flying, you know, within seconds. So I was just able to fight it back. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, this, 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 this pain has changed so many people in, in this country. It, this, this, what, what, the results of this coming election, and I don't want to talk too much about politics, really, but the results of this coming election are going to be an indicator of the depth of that pain to some degree. The depth of this pain is going to be felt for years to come. And in, in many elections that are going to follow, it, this, isn't, this isn't the end. This is the beginning. And the statement, can't, this, we cannot say this enough, that this this couldn't have been said enough since 1940. Never again. This can never happen again. And we cannot let them learn from what they did to us this time because they will make it even worse the next time. That's, thanks Thanks for listening to me, Mike. We'll, we'll see if we can get rid of you, Daniel. We'll put domestic on. You don't want to ruin it. Okay, okay so I'm going to try. Let's yeah, see. I'm going to hit that hang-up button this <laughs> okay, time. Go ahead. Okay, so let's see if we can go to domestic here. Domestic, what's up? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Great show. Uh, two quick points about amnesty. Um, I have to pay $80 for a parking ticket when I park illegally, and uh, I don't think there's a way out of it. I have to pay about $400 when I, by accident, run a stop, uh, run a red light. And uh, I don't think there's any way to get out, uh, get out of it. Do they really think that they can intentionally torture people for two years and censor thousands of experts around the world who disagree what they're doing and not pay any price it wouldn't be good for us it wouldn't be good for them they're not going to learn a lesson unless a price is paid that's one the second point is it's not over yet school still have mandates many employers still have mandates at least here in california how can we talk about amnesty when they did not completely leave us alone they're still doubling and tripling down on the things they did wrong, which is another reason why this article is ridiculous. First of all, this article is ridiculous if it's written at any time in history, but it's been written way too early because they have not admitted they're wrong. Yeah. And many of them are saying they're going to keep doing it. And like Kathy Hochul said, she would do it again. 
Gavin yep. Newsom would do it again. Joe Biden yep. said he'd do it again. He'd lock down for four months this time, minimum. They're not admitting they did anything wrong. How do you forgive and forget when people are not admitting at least that they were wrong? It's impossible. You can't do it, which is why this is a kind of a stupid article to write now, because she thinks, see, that, that, that shows Emily's problem and her thinking. She thinks it's over. I mean, she thinks that's it. She thinks we have moved on now. And that's not the way it goes. It's not what happened. Like you said, this would be like, can you imagine someone writing an article? And I know people will say, oh, you can't bring up the Holocaust. You can't bring up Hitler. Too bad. Imagine an article being written in, oh, what? Let's say, what year are we talking? 1946, 1947, maybe? And saying, you know what? We need to forgive and forget everything the Nazis did. It was a horrible period. But these people... You know, the Nazi prison guards, the, the, the citizens that went along with it. Of course, Hitler was dead. Um, uh, they didn't know. You know. They were forced to. They didn't know. Uh, you know, it was, it was a moment in time. It'll never happen again. Don't worry about it. Did we ever say that? If I had written an article like that, would I not be ostracized by the world? <laughs> yeah. Would I and, not uh, be ostracized by the world? Look at this scumbag writing this crap. Did we ever forget? No, no. Not only did we not forget, we prosecuted Nazi prison guards at 90 fucking years old, Demostic. Okay? Yeah. We put them in jail for the last year or two of their lives if we had to. Okay? So we hung on to it forever, and we continue to. Never forget. That's what they say. Never forget, right? And That's I don't it. know if we will be lucky enough to to have this type of condemnation for uh for what happened we never we may never see it but maybe we'll but you should look at emily's twitter for how many months for over a year she's been advocating for mandates for green passes for vaccine passports she was one of the worst and it's all documented on twitter and did she even apologize for her own behavior <laughs> she was yeah. amnesty because she's one of them right yeah did she even apologize in that article for her own behavior for her own ridiculous things no. that she was saying there's no personal apology here it's just a general consensus by her thinking that oh we we didn't know so we did some wrong things that's it we didn't know we were fearful it was a once in a lifetime event and uh you know what let's let's just move on now it's best for it's best for our health to move <laughs> on now that's basically what she that's my you know cliff's notes of, of this article is that's basically it that's it you know we, we we just didn't know we were in the dark we were afraid and now we need to move on as a nation to heal. That's it. But this is what people who are wrong always, it's never the people who are right who say this. You know, it's, it's always the people who are wrong, who are in the wrong and know they're in the wrong, who say, oh, we need to we really need to move on and, for, and forgive and forget. You know, they, oh, they, they do this all the time. They do it like during election cycles. They'll do it like when a new president takes over. They'll say, oh, you, let, let, don't, 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 you know, don't go into what we did wrong. Don't go into the, the injustice we did. Just move on. And what happens? They happen again. And they happen again, and they happen again, and they happen again. And at this point, like I said, case in point, the best example I can make is Fauci. What he did during AIDS to push a drug that once again, just like the vaccines, helped his friends at Big Pharma make a lot of money. AZT was a big money winner for them and it killed people. And yet here, here he goes 20 years later, 30 years later, resurfacing, right? Because yeah. he wasn't held accountable. You know, um, it looks like recognizing mistakes and apology is such a rare event in politics, at workplace, in personal life. So I encourage all of us to think what's the last time we did it or we heard someone else do it yeah. and uh, really appreciate it. It's a sign of strength, maturity and uh, intellectual honesty. Mm. Now, I'm not going to let you off the hook. I have to ask you a question. I know okay. you, live, you live in the same city I live in, right? I think you do. 
You can be more specific than that. <laughs> <laughs> Domestic actually lives in the same building. He lives a few floors above me in my building. So the, my question to you is, do you buy the Paul Pelosi story as it's been fed to us for the last five days, six days? Oh, you know, I, I, I don't know enough. I don't want to assume without knowing. I really don't like, you know, jumping into, I, I, I honestly don't know enough. And I, it's really crazy story that uh, so many questions unanswered. Well, when everything... you, live same, you live in the same building I live in. How yeah. easy is it? How easy is it for someone to get in here and hurt somebody? Very difficult. Well, Pretty... if somebody is not around, they can come in. But yeah, there are cameras everywhere. You're going to see. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We live in a, in a building. We're just a bunch of regular schlubs living in a yeah. condo building. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, someone brought it forth this point on Twitter. A local. Um, someone that has a, another podcast It's called the San Francisco Dam podcast. And yeah. she brought up the fact that that neighborhood, Pacific Heights, especially the area around where Pelosi lives, it's so well guarded. Everyone has an alarm system, right? Yeah. But especially in this day and age in San Francisco, they're very aware of like crazy people in the streets. All right. And yet this guy is supposed to be running naked or half naked with a hammer through the streets of Pacific Heights at two in the morning. No one notices, no alarms go off, nothing happens. And Pelosi's house has no security system, no guards, no ADT, not a simple $20 a month ADT system. So when the glass breaks, the, the alarm goes off loud and the person runs away. None of that. And I actually hear people on Twitter excusing that and saying, well, she knew she wasn't there. Well, she doesn't give a shit about her 82-year-old obviously vulnerable husband. She doesn't care. Wait a minute. What if, what if a lot of wealthy people a lot of wealthy people and people who are who are celebrities and 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 um, in the public eye, they 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 protect their family even when they're not around. Why? Because their family's a target. Why? Because people might kidnap somebody and try to get a lot of money. That happens a lot. It's not an uncommon thing that a wife or a husband or children get kidnapped, so the wealthy person who runs the family can pay for them. Right? That's not unheard of even in this country. Yeah. So this I, whole idea that she didn't have any of this there, that she called off the guards because she wasn't home is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the question hasn't been asked. Where is the security detail that Carmi Dillon said was there when she simply went to serve papers in the yeah. middle of the day? And, you know, the police doesn't release their, the body cam footage. So generally when somebody is hiding something, usually there is a reason why they're hiding. So there must be something. Maybe he gave him a blowjob before he well, it, whatever, hit him what with I'm a hammer. I don't know. The speculation that happens, what, if, you were the, if you were Pelosi or the Pelosi family or the son, wouldn't you want to end the speculation? Do you want people saying your father's bisexual or gay or, or doing something on the side with men or doing drugs or a liquor? Who knows what it is? Why would you want speculation? Why isn't there security footage? Where is the surveillance footage? When a bodega in the Bronx gets ripped off, we see the video footage the same day on the news yeah. of the perpetrator breaking in. Where is the video footage? Well, they must have something to hide. I mean, they must of have. Of course. Well, yeah. that's the only yeah, thing I don't can... know what it is. Once yeah. again, until they show us the I simply want the video footage. Please just at least give me the video footage of the guy breaking in. Show me a, a show me a, a figure of someone breaking in. Can you give me that at least? Should we just walk over there and ask? <laughs> Let's go, me and you. We'll go down there. We'll be we'll be detectives like the streets of San Francisco with Carl Malden and Michael Douglas. You and I will go and we'll try to figure out. One of us will play Dirty Harry and we'll try to figure out what happened because 
it's insane to say there's no video footage. She must have at least 500 cameras. Forget about outside. Yeah. She probably got cameras inside too, because you know she probably doesn't know what what he's doing on the side. Plus, the neighbors have outside security cameras, of course. Oh, there has to be something. Yeah, there have to be security angles from every single camera, from every single angle possible. So, once again, this is my bottom line: until you release the video footage of at least this dude breaking in the way they say he did, I'm going to not end the speculation, and I'm not going to believe what you say. The public, when I say the media and the Pelosi family and the Democrats, because and that's their fault. They can simply end it today yeah. by showing this video camera. And you know, Nancy Pelosi has to have the most high tech surveillance cameras, a lot better than a store or a bodega would have. You and, know, it's it's really sad that in which state we're in. Just looking at the Twitter, this guy who got hit with a hammer gets zero sympathy, zero wishes to get well. All he gets is either mockery or jokes or suspicions. Right? Well, it's that's just, a, that's the whole misstep of the Democrats. You know, right away the Democrats used it obviously politically to try to gain points because yeah. they're so desperate because they know they're going to get destroyed in seven days. But that's the funny part of this. It's that don't Democrats realize? that nobody outside of San Franciscans like her? Don't they understand that? There's no sympathy for her. Therefore, there's no sympathy for her, for her husband. They have no sympathy for her. They don't understand this. People outside of San Francisco don't like Nancy Pelosi, and even people here are starting to sour on her a little bit. But what's her approval? Like eight, nine? And all of that is coming from San Francisco, basically. So this whole idea of like garnering sympathy, like some voters going to say, oh, poor Nancy Pelosi and her husband, I'm going to vote for a Democrat now. Isn't that dumb? How stupid <laughs> is that? I, I can't feed my family. I can't drive to work. I don't have the money. Just, I have to decide between food and gas. But poor, poor Pelosi, got to vote for Democrats. You know, these people are so dumb. They're so out of touch. And this is why they're going to lose. They, they simply do not want to talk about the things that people care about. They don't. Right, because they yeah, can't. They also, um, I, I just want to mention one more thing. They keep complaining about the MAGA crowd, the crazy MAGA crowd. They need to understand that uh, this is a reaction. Uh, you know, people who left by themselves were left alone for years in Idaho, in Wyoming, or even in Northern California, who had the, their big backyards and they did their own thing and nobody bothered them. They've been tortured for the last two years. They've been, they, their life has been invaded. They turned upside scared. Then they were angry. Then they felt helpless. Yeah, they, they are, they're boiling with hunger. And, and they used to be just regular Republicans, pro-freedom, pro-constitution. Now they're full of angst and full of hate. And that's a reaction, understandably. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, so look, the, the whole thing is, like I said, there'll be there'll be many elements why the Democrats are going to take in a historical beating. But it's not just about the economy because the economy has been in bad shape. In fact, the economy, I mean, truthfully, honestly, has been in worse shape than it is now. And yet a party's not going to lose the way they're going to lose. And a lot of that is, like I said, COVID stuff, the, po the COVID policies that, were, that hurt people. Plus, plus lying doesn't help. Plus gaslighting doesn't help. Plus censorship doesn't help. And shutting people down, deplatforming them, removing, not letting them speak. That doesn't help your, their credibility, right? Wo so. wo wokeness. Yeah, wokeness is going to hurt Democrats also. I hope wokeness. so. Absolutely. All that, all this stuff, tra you know, the transgender stuff in school, the critical race theory, the fact that, you know, the government wants to tell parents what's best for their children. All of that will add up to what's going to happen next week. And, uh, you know, and of course, as we've made the point of 
a big reason why this economy is in bad shape is because of the COVID policies. It's because of the lockdowns. It's because of the way the economy was destroyed in so, so many parts of this country because of, of Democratic governors. That's a big reason why this is going to happen also. And of course, crime. Crime is a lot of elements. But believe me, they might not talk about it, but COVID policies and authoritarianism for two and a half years is going to be a big, 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 big part of it. Don't you agree? I hope so. I want to believe it because we've been disappointed before. You know, we had these huge Trump rallies and that, you know, regardless, you know, of the election of how it turned out, I'm just saying, you know, Twitter is not, it's not clear what's going on with Twitter, despite all the promises and high hopes. So I don't want to celebrate prematurely. I really hope that it's going to happen, but we'll, well see. I'm going to, I'm going to pay the eight bucks. Are you going to pay the eight bucks? For, to whom? For, you, you will or you won't? To whom? Oh, you don't know the story? You don't know what's going on on Twitter? Yeah. Well, Elon Musk is going to make a system where if you pay right now, we have something called Twitter Blue, which I, I, I it's five bucks a month and I belong to it. It lets you like do things like edit your tweets and stuff uh-huh. and see and see articles without advertisements. He's just going to raise it three dollars to eight dollars a month and you'll get a lot of other features, including like your the stuff you write will be seen by more people. It'll go to the top. And also and also you'll get a blue check mark for verification purposes. So the blue check mark won't just be people that the left wingers at Twitter think of the important people, it's going to be anyone who pays the eight bucks will get the verification because you're using a credit card. You're more likely, more likely, as Elon Musk has said, not, it's not definite, but you'll, you'll, they'll be able to weed out the spam and the bots more this way. So I'll pay the eight bucks. I have no problem paying the eight bucks for that a month. I don't think that's a bad deal. Do you? I don't think it's a bad deal. I don't know. I haven't decided. I'll see how things go. You know, I'm a Jew after all. So <laughs> what, what does that mean? I don't know what you mean. I have no idea. What that Eight means. bucks is more for me than for anybody. No, I'm kidding. Saying, I'm kidding. I have, which means you can afford it more than most people. <laughs> well, I see. You put a different spin on it. Okay. Yeah. Which means you can afford it more than most. I see something wrong with trying to buy, uh, you know, full, uh, buy exposure. But I also recognize that this might be an effective way to we spam out and we pay for a lot of things. It's like advertising, marketing, promotion. So I, I'll see. I'm sure there will be other adjustments along the way. He's just starting doing all these things and experimenting. We'll see. What about $20? I thought checkmark was $20 a month. No, no. He, he loaded because people are saying it's too much. It's too expensive. Oh. Wow. He said he'll do $8. You see that um, – so this is a sign. I don't want to say too many good things about him because some people have been censored again lately. But somebody who is adjusting his policy and doesn't stick to what he says no matter what but actually listens to people, this is um, this is great. This is like one sign of a mature uh, – of a mature professional. You know what? Maybe I made a mistake. People spoke and I'm going to adjust. Great. Well, I, I think – I've mentioned this yesterday that Elon Musk responds to people. He asks for people's input. This is something the other guard at Twitter never did. Yeah, they never, yeah. They never said, "What do you think of this? Should we do this?" What do, he's taking suggestions from people. Wonderful. He, yeah, he's taking suggestions. Look, people, pay, the left is going nuts over the eight dollar thing, but people pay more than that for the for the YouTube premium, so you get no ads. People pay ten dollars a month for the YouTube premium. They pay fifteen dollars a month for Spotify premium. So what's the big deal of paying eight dollars a month? You you don't have to pay eight dollars a month to be on Twitter. You just got to pay eight dollars a month to get the blue check mark and other features. What's what's wrong with that? No, and if they're like you, if they spend twenty three hours a day on Twitter divided by eight dollars, <laughs> it's, well it's not that much. It's a bargain. Yeah, it's, it's a few cents an hour, right? So yeah. <laughs> what's the big deal for these 
people, Twitter means everything. I was kidding about you, but there are people out there. For them, Twitter means everything. If it gets cut off of them, that's it. They will suffocate on the spot. Plus, so the guy be paying whatever it takes. Huh? The guy did just pay forty-four billion for this. He's got to make some exactly, money. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, eight dollars a month is a, is a small price to pay for freedom, right? To bring freedom to Twitter. Yeah, assuming that he's actually going to do it. I guess. I think he will. He, yeah. he did mention today, I did want to mention this before the show ends, is that he did mention today, he's not going to, it'll be a few weeks before he can look into the people who were given like lifetime bans from uh-huh. Twitter. And I understand why. Because there were probably some people, not, not, not all of them, but there were probably some people who got banned because they said very vile, racist, violent things. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to give any, everyone just amnesty. And bring those people back in so they can do that shit again and make his Twitter look bad, his site look bad. So they're going to go in and look at these people who were given these, you know, lifetime bans and they'll look and see why they were given. And if it was just for like voicing an opinion that wasn't popular, that wasn't popular among the left, they'll be brought back. But, you know, if they said something like, you know, violently against a person or this person should die, we're going to they shouldn't be brought back. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's not always an easy call. Is something call for violence or a wish for violence? There's a lot of gray areas. So they're going to have to figure out and, uh, you know. No, no. The, 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 the deal is, it's like if you say something like, I, I wish the worst for this person, that's not violent. You know, right. I wish this person would plop. That's not violent. But when you say something like, I'm going to do this to a person, that's a whole... Different. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's a, that's a violent threat. So I'm, yeah. I'm guessing I never, I'm guessing people on Twitter did that. I'm guessing some assholes did that and they probably got banned and they should probably stay banned, you know, but then there are probably a lot of people who have been banned for things like you and I said, right, that vaccines don't work, you know, or or masks don't work or locking down kids is bad, you know, and those people need to be brought back. But all he said was it'll take a few weeks to go through. That's all those people. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, that's a lot of work. And if a human eye has to go through with a guy who runs two other companies and who are launching, you know, rockets into space. Yeah, I imagine (laughs) he he has a few other things. Right. I'm optimistic. I'm not going to judge right now. I I like the I tell you, I have no problem with the eight dollar a month thing. I will do. I'm doing five now and I don't get the blue check mark and and I'm still shadow banned. He said this will help with the shadow banning, because if you pay that eight dollars, your stuff is going to go to the top. More people are going to see it. So that'll Mm -hmm. also get rid of all these people like myself who have been shadow banned. You know, so I think there's a lot of good things to this. Why can't you get a red check mark? That's a good idea. See, he'd probably take that, uh, you know. He'd probably he, take might, he might consider that. Yeah, maybe you can choose blue or red, right? Why can't you? Yeah. Maybe you can choose a color. You know, you That's... could even do the Ukrainian flag check. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You can put your emoji. In or there. you could do your check mark in the in the symbol of a vaccine, right? <laughs> With a syringe inside, right? <laughs> yeah. See, I'm telling you, if you if you share this stuff to him, he'll 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 consider doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Domestic. Thanks for the call. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, all right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You see, we come up with ideas here. We're just, we're just brainstorming. But to finish, a few more minutes here. If anyone wants to call, I'm doing the last call because we've been on for about an hour and a half now. But if you have anything else you want to talk about, it could be the Atlantic article, it could be Fauci, it could be Twitter, it can be uh, PP, Paul Pelosi, or anything. I just in, in ending about this article, it really just goes on to say the same stuff, you know which is that we need to, uh, uh, she says in the end, let's say, let's look at her last paragraph. The standard saying is that those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. 
But then she says, but, but, there's always a but. She had that right. The standard saying is those figures, if she just ended it there, better. But no, but dwelling, dwelling on the mistakes of history can lead to repetitive doom loop as well. What is that? How idiotic is that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So just wait a minute. Having accountability for what happened and never forgetting what happened will repeat to it happening again. Does that work for the Holocaust, Emily? Does that simply work for the Holocaust? Like I said, in 19, if I was a, a writer for something called The Atlantic, if I was Emily Oster in 1947 and I wrote that about the Holocaust, dwelling on the mistakes of history can lead to repetitive doom loop as well. What would people say about me? Let's acknowledge, he says, that we made complicated choices in the face of deep uncertainty and then try to work together to build back and move forward. We can build back and move forward. I agree with her 100 percent. Once these people are held accountable for what they did to society, when they are held accountable and it goes in record. And most importantly, just like the Holocaust and Hitler are all over your history books, you can't be a kid in school and not learn about the Holocaust and Hitler until it's in history books. And we learn and kids can learn, future generations can learn about this and what people did wrong and that they were punished for it like the Nazis were. Then we can move on. Until that point, there's no moving on. Like I said, once this election's over, if it goes the way I hope it will and it should, we need to talk about the steps the Republicans need to take next year. The real steps. We need to brainstorm about the steps they need to take to, to hold people um, to hold people accountable for what happened. That's all I can say. I did want to go into one other thing. I don't know if I really want to do it tonight. Maybe I do. Just very quickly, because this, this does play into the Paul Pelosi thing. Some uh, guy named Michael Fanon really went after Carrie Lake. And we're seeing a lot of like Democrats really going after Carrie Lake because she, you know why? Because she's smart. She's a woman and she's not allowed to be a smart woman and a Republican. She can be a smart woman. If you if you took Carrie Lake exactly as she is and put a D next to her name, Democrats would be fawning over her. She speaks well. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's always got this beautiful lighting. She glows. She's smart and she's winning. But no, because she's a you see, women are not allowed to be Republicans like blacks. Now, remember, Biden, if you don't vote for me, you're not a, you're not black. They're not allowed. Blacks, Latinos, women, they can't be Republicans. It's not allowed. And if you are, you get viciously attacked. So this guy called her a piece of shit. This guy called these same people who talk about violent rhetoric, calls the leading Republican candidate for governor. She's going to win. The last poll put her 11 points up. She won't be one of the big surprises of the night. She's going to win. She'll be the next governor of, of Arizona. So he called the, the, the next governor, the governor-elect a week from now, a piece of shit. These same people say, oh, look at what led. To, the Republicans are horrible. They, they caused Paul Pelosi to get hammered in the head. Oh, my God, look, look at how violent they are. And look at their violent rhetoric. They're such hypocrites. They're such hypocrites. We just had Lawrence Tribe, Larry Tribe, say horrible things about Kerry Lake, that you put lipstick on a pig and it's still a pig. Because Democrats are allowed to say these things. Democrats are allowed to say these things. And when there's like a shooting at a Republican baseball game by a Bernie Sanders supporter 
or or Rand Paul gets attacked in his backyard by his neighbor and and, and has lung damage and that's eh, we don't talk about that no no we don't that that doesn't happen it didn't it didn't happen nothing to see there that random isolated you know what it is it's random isolated incidents by crazy people but when a crazy guy supposedly allegedly and I won't believe it till I see the video goes in and breaks into Pelosi's place and attacks Paul Pelosi oh that happened because of 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 right wing rhetoric. It's insane. It really is. It, it really, the, the double standard is so disgusting. And you know, I've talked about these double standards on this show for the last year. Okay. This is almost a year now I'm doing this show, five days a week. And you know that I'm always talking about this hypocrisy, this democratic hypocrisy, that it's not wrong when they do it. Like Nixon said, it's not wrong when the president does, it's not illegal. When the Democrats do this stuff, they're not wrong. They don't incite violence, they're not violent, they don't have any. Uh, hateful rhetoric. No, 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 no. It's all one-sided. Well, here's another case where a scumbag Democrat said she's a piece of shit. You know why she's a piece of shit? Like I said, because she's a woman, she's smart, and she's a Republican, and how dare she? And of course, she's going to win. All right. Uh, we had a great room. This is a, we, we have 15 people. By the way, this is a record. So Cheech, North, Domestic, Iggy, T, Murphy, Crunchy, Norman, Iggy, Iggy, keep the Iggy prop, keep changing. Uh, Loki and the four others who are anonymous listening on the outside right now. Thanks. And thanks to all the callers today. And I want to remind people who have never heard the show before. And we're picking up steam as we head towards election. I hope we don't lose people after the election. We have to keep keep this going. But uh, this show is on Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. If you're over in London, it's uh, 7 a.m. in the morning, uh, five nights a week. So tune in to call in. The show's in Let's Be Heard. And my name is Mike Kachopoli. And remember, always remember, only a week left. We have to take, I, I need to take recommendations uh, for new taglines once the election's over. I need new taglines starting next Wednesday. But for now, remember, always remember, vote Democrats. Out of office, vote them out now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow night.